I'm Nicole Holcomb, attorney by day and podcaster by night, a former educator, school counselor, and administrator, and mom to a nine-year-old daughter with dyslexia, who loves all things Harry Potter, Minecraft, and science. A few years ago, she was identified with dyslexia, and our life seemed to turn upside down for a while, quite literally. I created the Dyslexia Mom Life podcast to help you navigate the upside down journey of dyslexia. You got this. If you're wanting to thrive as a mom in this dyslexia journey, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Today on the podcast, I'm going to be sharing a Thrive tip with you, a tip all about parent-teacher conferences. Next week, we're headed to a parent-teacher conference, and it got me thinking, do you feel prepared when you attend a parent-teacher conference? Do you know what questions to ask? Do you know how to go about creating a partnership with your child's teachers and why that's important? Well, after today, you will be prepared for the next one. I'm going to share with you two stories. Michelle's daughter is in first grade, and during her parent-teacher conference, the teacher shares that things are going well, that her daughter is a little bit behind, a little bit behind the other students, but she feels sure she can catch up next semester. She says things like RTI, which Michelle has no idea what she's talking about, and that we should just give it time. Michelle leaves this conference feeling a bit more confused than when she arrived, but she goes home like normal and picks up her normal routine. Well, in March, Michelle receives a letter in the mail that says her child may be retained in first grade, and Michelle is completely devastated. The other story I want to share with you is the story of Rhonda. Rhonda's son is in third grade, and during the parent-teacher conference she had, the teacher gave an overview of how her son is performing. He's doing well. He's a little talkative during reading class, but he's doing better than most of his peers in math. And then she provides Rhonda with a stack of classwork and says, you know, here are some examples. Rhonda, she listens thoughtfully. She takes a few notes, things to, to remember to ask as a follow-up. And then she asks the teacher some very specific questions about her son's performance and how he has been doing personally. How has he improved or where is he not improving as he began his school year? Rhonda has a really good conversation with the teacher and they really talk about next steps and what they should do. And they decide that they're going to touch base uh, via email at first, uh, probably in about six weeks or so. And then if necessary, follow up with a phone call. And they do just that. They check in throughout the next semester. And based on those check-ins, Rhonda decides to increase her son's after-school tutoring by an additional day a week. And at the end of the year, Rhonda's son is showing progress in his reading and his self-esteem is starting to improve. So let me ask you, which parent-teacher conference experience would you prefer having this year? Well, Rhonda's, right? Well, you're in luck. I'm going to share with you the steps to take to have a successful parent-teacher conference. So let's start out with the purpose. Like I said earlier, it's November. This is a great time, if you have not already, to check in with your child's teachers. Now, I say teachers, but this can also include uh, you know, reading and math tutors, or if you have a writing tutor, uh, speech language therapist, you know, anyone that's working with your child to, uh, to assist with the pieces that they're struggling with to help them make progress. So I'm going to say teachers, but I really mean anyone that's working with your child, this is a good time to check in. And you may be thinking, okay, why? 
Why, why is this particular time? And that's a great question. So we want to evaluate the progress the child is currently making this school year. How are you going to know if you need to make adjustments in the spring semester or even this month if you don't know the current progress your child is making? And if you remember back in episode 23, Mary Ann Young shared with us all about raising exceptional children, and she talked about creating a vision, and she talked about creating a master plan for your child. So we're not talking about a plan as far as IEP or 504 plan. That's not what I'm talking about today. What I'm talking about today is your personal goals that you've set with your child. Those academic, could be social and emotional goals, but what have you set forth? Where do you want your child to go uh, in their future and even just this one school year? How do we get to where our master plan is? So hop back on over to episode 23 if you need a refresher or you didn't get a chance to listen. But today we're going to talk about those parent conferences. So where do you start? Where do you start? The first thing I would say start with is your child. Ask your child, you know, we're getting ready to have a parent conference on Tuesday. I've asked her, what, you know, what are, do you have any questions you want me to ask your teacher? How is school going? Uh, what do you think about school this year? What do you think about fourth grade? Um, you know, just ask some open, what we call open-ended questions. So don't say, do you like school? Yes or no. But ask them, how is school? Right? So that that makes more of a conversation happen than if you ask them a yes-no question. So, you know, how is it going? Why do you feel like that? You know, just more open-ended questions, as we call them. And then we want to, next step is, Plan out what you're going to ask. So don't do like Michelle and just show up and see what happens. Uh, my hand's raised. I've done that before. That's fine. That happens. But this year, we're going to be very purposeful and very intentional about how we do things. So you're going to plan out ahead of time what you're going to ask. Before we talk about that, though, I want to give you an approach I learned when I was getting my degree in elementary education, and they talked about the peanut butter jelly sandwich. I want you to use this. This is how it works. You start off with something positive. You put in the middle kind of the, I don't know, the the sticky stuff, right? And then you push the sandwich back together with positive. So let me give you an example of how that might work. You may say, Miss Teacher, thank you so much for sending home the homework on Mondays. It gives us the whole week to work on it and, and kind of work around our schedule. And, you know, some nights it's just tough. So we know that we can, you know, push that to the next night. So thank you so much for providing that to us. And then you jump in with, but I do have some questions about homework. You know, it seems like math is taking us about an hour and a half every night. Is, is that to be expected? I see that, uh, or I heard you say that, you know, uh, let's just say my child. My child is doing well in math. Can you elaborate on that? I know that she came in in her math at a, at a fifth grade level. Can you tell me where she is currently? Where are we seeing progress? Is she continuing to learn whatever that math skill may be? Okay, insert that there. And then you're going to close your part of the conversation with, Again, I, I so appreciate the work that you're doing this year with my child. I'm so, you know, thankful that we're in this together and working through this together. I know that we can make a difference uh, in my child's life. So if you hear that, that, and sometimes, you know, you may have a lot of great things to say. Sometimes it may be really pulling 
pieces out to say. But if you go in with the mindset that this is going to be a positive interaction and, you know, you can't help but feel good when someone gives you a compliment, right? So go ahead and start and end with that and, and see how that goes. I'm interested to know if that, that doesn't go well, but nine times out of 10, it should, right? Because we all want to hear what we're doing well and that people appreciate us. And so often we forget that piece. Now, the next piece is, so you've got your approach. Now we want to talk about what types of questions should you ask? And so if you're driving in the car, you're going to want to come back to this. If you're somewhere where you can take notes on your phone or jot this down, you're you're going to want to come back if you're multitasking and you're going to listen to this piece. You are going to ask questions that talks about your child's specific performance, specific performance. How is their progress going? Okay. You don't have to wait till that end of the year state assessment. You can ask now. Okay. Nicole came in in third grade reading at a first grade level. Can we talk about how she's doing? How has the first semester gone? Can you give me some examples of, you know, maybe she's mastered the OI rule, whatever it might be, right? So you need to have some conversations. And some of that may seem a little foreign to you. You may not understand everything. But what you want to clue in with is letting the teacher know that you're a partner with them and letting them know that you want to know how the progress is going. Are there pieces, is the teacher seeing what she expected to see this year? Are there things that your child is still struggling with? And what are those things? You know, what approaches are working? Uh, Are there some things happening in the classroom since August that your child's responding well to that you make it incorporate at home, like for homework and things? And, you know, it's important for your teacher to share in her opinion or his opinion, you know, based on where your child came into the school year, are we seeing sufficient progress or things going like anticipated? Um, Try to steer the conversation. It's fine to have a conversation about, Overall, how is your child doing as it compared to their peers? But really, the bottom line is an individual assessment. How is your child doing individually? You want to know your child is making progress as small or as large as that is, right? Or are they going backwards? Like this is the time of the year that you need to know that. Another piece that's important is asking about your child's interaction with their peers. Are they getting along with others? Um, Teachers may be reluctant to share specific kids' names, and that's okay. You just want to know in general, do you see anything that concerns you? Uh, Because you want to know if those peer interactions are something that your child is struggling with. And absolutely share if you're having any struggles at home. If your teacher says, oh my goodness, they do so well at math, I mean, above the other students, If you're spending an hour and a half at night on homework and most of it is on math, you need to share that with your teacher. They may say that is exactly where they need to be, or they may say, really? That should only really take her 15 minutes. Let's have a conversation about how we can make that more manageable. But if you don't share that, they don't know how to work with you on that. And as a follow-up to that, you know, as you're starting to kind of close out the conversation, asking what can you do at home to support your child's learning? I know that's a little intimidating sometimes. I mean, for me, math is intimidating sometimes. So it's important, though, to know how you can support your child's learning. And that doesn't mean you have to go get a degree in math. It just means, should I dedicate 30 minutes a night to X, Y, and Z? Should I, let's say the teacher said, you know, we really are working on multiplication facts, Maybe it's that you're pulling up a program on their iPad so they can practice that skill. Maybe it's making flashcards. You know, if you're stuck, ask the teacher. I'm stuck. I'm not sure how to help. Can you provide me some resources? So, 
And then you're going to finish it up again with something positive to say uh, about the teacher or about the program or something, okay? And then you're going to review your notes that you took within 24 hours of that meeting. So ideally that night you would sit, you know, once everybody's gone to bed and you have a minute of quietness in your house, you're going to sit down and review your notes. Is there anything else that you need to know? And you're going to make adjustments if necessary. Are there anything that you think you need to do to adjust? Do I need to adjust what we're doing at home for homework? Do we need to start doing homework after the child comes in and has an, a 30 minute or an hour break from school? Do we need to hit it right as they get home from school? Do we need to add another day of tutoring in? Like, is that where we need? So you're really thinking through, you know, what what should be the next step? And if you're stuck, let me know. I'll see how I can help you with that. If you're looking at it and trying to figure it out. And for some of you, if your child's being served through an IEP or a 504 plan, it may be circling back to ask for that more formalized meeting to have a conversation. This is a parent, I'm talking today about parent-teacher conferences, but if you see that there's some real struggles and the accommodations are not working, this also is a great time to to reconvene those, those teams and have those conversations. So what do you need to do next? This is what you need to do next. I want you to go print a copy of a parent-teacher conference planner page. Absolutely free on my website. It is at www.dyslexiamomlife, all one word, .com. You're going to go there, and there's a section at the top that says Resource Library. And you are going to register for the VIP Resource Library completely for free. Lots of resources in there. I'm continuing to add things. Uh, Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I'll be adding some additional resources. But I want you to go grab this planner page. It's going to walk you through the things I just walked you through today. Okay. You're going to be able to fill all that out. Um, And then your next step is going to be within the next 24 hours. I want you to set up a conference with your teachers, tutors, whoever you need to touch base with, okay? So you're going to go ahead and get on their calendar, okay? You're going to do that in the next 24 hours. And a phone call is fine. Some some schools may still be doing phone calls. I know we're going to have a Zoom call, okay? That's perfectly fine. I would say I would not, I would discourage at this point having correspondence through email. It is so hard to have that real follow-up conversation through email. And I'll be honest, you know, I'm a true redhead. When I read an email, I read it some kind of way. And so sometimes I just need to talk to somebody, right? And so building those relationships, again, is about having that dialogue. So I would encourage for this, you know, mid-year check-in, it doesn't need to be an email. It needs to be a phone call. It needs to be a face-to-face. It needs to be a Zoom call, It needs to be some kind of conversation. And then if you need to follow up going forward, that's fine. But I would just say, you know, this mid-year check-in really needs to be a conversation. So today, I shared with you the reasons you should have a mid-year check-in. You need to evaluate how your child is performing and determine if you need to adjust your child's plan for the school year. And you want to have, you know, you want to discuss with your child how school is going this year. You want to make a plan Uh, ahead of time as to what questions you want to ask. And don't forget that peanut butter jelly sandwich approach. I I promise you it works. You want to create a partnership with the school. And by starting off with the peanut butter jelly strategy, you will start building that trust with your school. You may already have that. And if you do, that's great. This will just complement that. And then you have to determine what, if anything, needs to be adjusted for the next semester or the next month going forward till the end of the school year. 
You know, that is, you know, as a mom, that's part of what what comes along with being a mom. We have to make some hard decisions on what needs to happen next, if anything, even if it's just a follow up from time to time. So we're not surprised in March or April with a phone call. So go print off your parent-teacher conference planner page, schedule a talk with your child's teachers and tutors and therapists, you know, get that on the books in the next 24 hours. Get the most out of your parent-teacher conference this year. Oh, and by the way, as a bonus, when you sign up for the VIP resource library, you will also be subscribed to the Monday email club, and I share updates about the podcast and resources for you and things that I'm adding to the resource library, and hey... You always can feel free to hit reply at any time and ask me a question or just say hi. I would love that. You know what? You got this. Go make a plan for your parent-teacher conference and get it on your calendar. Take care.